When he's not leading Irish tourists around his home turf in Dingle, Dara Herlihy keeps customers up to date on the latest Irish tunes at his family's music store. And musician Kathy Ryan was raised by Irish immigrant parents near the old Corktown neighborhood of Detroit. She's returned to live in Ireland to fully explore her heritage. Kathy was the lead vocalist with the American Celtic group Cherish the Ladies, and she's released several of her own CDs over the last 20 years. Dara and Kathy, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Rick. Thank you very much. Dara, first of all, you're from Dingle, and you're, you're from a long line of musicians in your family. What is it about music and Ireland? I, I mean, when you think about traveling, I don't think there's any other country where music is so important. Yeah, I think when you think about um, Ireland, it's always associated with music, and uh, I think the reason for it is probably because of our, our long history, when you look at our, our history regarding Britain, and I think the, the Irish music tends to bring Irish people together. And for us, it's a social outlet whereby we can both celebrate and uh, be sad or so on and so forth. And we express ourselves through music. And for Irish people, it's something that's very close to our hearts. So it brings you close to your your rich history then, really? In it so really does. If you analyse or if you dissect any of our Irish songs, there's always a joke in Ireland. We say, you know, anything about Irish music is about death, misery, depression and unrequited love. And we say it very sarcastically. But the truth is that if you dissect or analyse any Irish song, there's, there's always a sense of lament or love or loss of some kind which depicts our history. And I think through our songs, we, we express ourselves as, as a people. And it goes from generation to generation. Your, your family is a long line of musicians. What's the song your dad taught you that is particularly important to you? Um, I suppose there, there are many, but um, I suppose some songs like in the Irish language is which to me is a, a song that my family sings and Cathy would know extremely well as well. It's a political love song written in the 1800s. And then there's Teddy O'Neill, which is probably one of sing, the first... Sing the, uh, just, just a phrase of the political love song, can you? Okay, so it's Wow, now I don't have any idea what the words were, but I got a sense the words were really heartfelt. Kathy, what were the words? What was the meaning of that? Uh, I'm going to leave that to uh, Dara because his cousin Brendan Begley taught me it, and I feel I'd be dishonoring Brendan. Oh, all right. Well, basically, it's a political love song written in the 1800s, so it is, he is my warrior, he is my fast one, he, you know, he is my unforeborn love, and my, my life is not love. the same without him, he is my gallant warrior. Yes. And uh, wow. it's a song about a, a gentleman who goes off to war and his love is left behind him. And the music is a lifeline. It was a lifeline to the Irish in the diaspora because it was the way they stayed connected to home, the way they stayed connected yeah. in their own communities, whether it was Australia or Canada, America. Some nostalgia about it. And also it was the lifeline of the Irish during the penal laws, Absolutely. during many invasions. Oh. I mean, it was the... It's a sort the, of resistance. Exactly, to sing is to yeah. exist. Absolutely. To sing is to exist. Yeah. It's a, the spirit of they the Irish. If you want to bring it into life song. in Ireland, make it illegal. So <laughs> Irish is illegal. Let's, let's have a revival of the yes, Irish language. And the English could never figure that out, <laughs> No, could they? they couldn't. They just didn't Keep figure anger. it out. <laughs> make it so, stronger. So, Kathy, your parents emigrated to yes. Detroit, right? They did. My mother is from Kerry, same county as Dara oh, here, uh -huh. and my father is from Tipperary. And you live back in Ireland. Yes, I moved back to Ireland about 15 years ago. I lived in Ireland as a child as well. My mother took us out of Detroit because her whole family, no one immigrated from her family to America. My father had a sister and two brothers okay. in America. So family was Ireland to me. 
So I, when I had reared my son and he was all properly launched in the world, I said, I can live wherever I want to. And I went back to Ireland. But now you're an Irish musician who grew up in America. Does that put you at a disadvantage in Ireland? Because everybody else grew up in Ireland. No, not at all in Ireland. It's funny. It put me at more of a disadvantage in America with the gatekeepers of the Irish festivals and Irish culture here you know, I remember once being told we oh, so wanted, they get, wanted a real Irish singer. We want a real and Irish Detroit. singer, right? Yeah, and Irish Americans, it. right? They thought you should be singing in a pub. And I thought, no, I want to sing on a national stage. I want to do it <laughs> the right belong. way. But in Ireland, no, if you have an integrity about your music and you really are coming from a very honest, immersed place, they welcome you with open arms. They yeah. love music. Now, Kathy, you're traveling with your bolron, yes. your, your drum. And I'm when I go to a pub in Ireland, I'm so enchanted by this. Can you just introduce us to this beautiful drum? It's a round frame drum. The frame is about five inches deep. It has a goat skin that's soaked in lime for about six weeks, and then it's stretched onto this drum. It was played usually on Stephen's Day, day after Christmas. Sean O'Reilly brought it into arrangements of traditional music around 1960 or so. Okay. And then it just took off and people like Planksty began Was oh, that right? It so it's, their... a, it's a rather new part of traditional it's Irish music. In arrangement, yeah. Because it looks to me like a giant tambourine without the jangly things. Ex- uh, well, very good. You're very good at this radio <laughs> thing, Rick. <laughs> well, you stretch it with one hand behind the brace and then you you drum it with like this... Uh... It's called a tipper. Okay. And that's what distinguishes... I mean, all cultures have a frame drum. The Native Americans use deer skin. You'll find it in Israel. You'll find it in Italy. Just different skins. Deer skin, cow skin. The Irish distinguish themselves in their playing of it because they use a stick. It's also a cheap instrument. As instruments go, you can teach yourself how to play it. Mm-hmm. Usually you'll find way too many barroom players at sessions. <laughs> yeah. We try yeah. to limit ourselves. <laughs> so, yeah, bring, 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 one bring your instrument. The, the rules in Ireland is one procession. That's one, right. One born Any procession. more is too many. Hey, yeah. Kathy, can you sing a song that fits with your drum? Yes, uh, just about any song except for Lament or A Slow Air mm-hmm. would fit with the Bauron, but I'll do one that I particularly like. It's from Belfast. I got it from the singing of Noel Lenahan. And it's called Johnny Be Fair. Well, Johnny be fine and Johnny be fair, he wants me for to wed. And I would marry Johnny, but my father often said, I'm sorry to tell you, daughter, what your mother never knew. But Johnny, he's a son of mine, so he's kin to you. Well, will he be fine and will he be fair, he wants me for to wed. And I would marry Willie, but my father often said, son of mine so he's kin to you and I won't tell you what happens at the end we'll have to go to Ireland to figure that one out <laughs> wow this is Travel with Rick Steves we're joined by Dara Herlihy and Kathy Ryan two Irish musicians and we're, we're sort of celebrating Irish traditional music and in this modern day and age when so much is changing and almost nothing is sacred I'm struck by how resilient traditional Irish music is in the popular youth sort of scene. I think that there's been a great revival of the Irish language, particularly in the last couple of decades. Um, there, there are numerous reasons for it. I mean, if you if you date back to the penal laws in the early um, 1900s and you talk about the, the lack of popularity when it came to the Irish language, in other words, you, you were 
consider to be backward if you spoke Irish mm-hmm. or you consider to be backward if you danced. So anything that was associated with Irish or Irish speaking was considered to be a negative thing. So many loving Irish parents would raise their kids intentionally not speaking Irish just to give them an economic break Precisely, in the future? yeah. And even if you look back at Cromwell's time, and mm-hmm. Cromwell said one of his famous sayings was to, to hell or to Connacht. And the idea was that if you were going to hell, you were going to the backyards of the back arse, or so to speak, of Ireland. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, you would have areas that spoke Irish. So it was associated through English with being something extremely negative. And uh, I think from this, people, you know, they learned that in order to speak Irish, that they became more educated going forward. And when they learned about education and then the younger generation have really brought Irish music back into popularity. Oh, there's an explosion of it now. You can Absolutely. get a degree in Irish music now in trad music. When I first started mm. back in the early days in the 80s, uh, which doesn't seem very long ago, but for Irish music, it was a long time. Number one, there weren't that many women performing in bands professionally. Mm-hmm. Cherish the Ladies was one of the first all-female ensembles. Now they're regular. They're, mm. they're, it's and the, if you look at the, the grants now. available to young people yeah. and there are so many motivators taking taking, taking it and moving it into the future. Precisely. And but taking I think it a lot of that level. happened in America. A lot of yeah, it absolutely. happened in the diaspora, especially with Irish dance. When you look at river dance, Michael Flatley and Jean Butler were students so in that America. Energized the scene in, in Ireland. A hundred percent. I love it. You know yeah. what it did for the first time? It told Irish dancers who were dancing for Cultus Cultorier and who were dancing at yeah, Flas every cool. every year. You can make a living at Absolutely. this. You can Be make proud. a living yeah. at it. Yeah. You can actually go out in the world and stand on stages all you over no the world have and make to be a ashamed. living. So taking no. it one step further, trad music is doing well and the Irish language. How Hugely. Are, are as many people speaking uh, Gaelic this generation as two generations ago? I think there's more people speaking Irish. I think what happens if you look at the Irish language traditionally, you know, again, we'll talk r- quickly about the penal laws and the ban of the Irish language and the, the ban of Irish culture. Essentially, what happened is that there was a serious grant against the Irish language. And then later on, we came the famine. Famine came in 1846. We had a mass immigration and a mass amount of deaths. You had over two million people, you know, disappeared off oh, yeah. the face of the planet, so to speak. And as a result, the Irish language disappeared with them. And so the language and the culture was tailspin. Oh, I think they were and trying to exterminate it. Yeah, I think that's yeah. very clear. Yeah. And in the last 50 years, we have this mass rejuvenation of the Irish language. And mm-hmm. let's be proud of our culture. Now, don't get me wrong, it's still focused in, in particular areas in Ireland, certain mm-hmm. pockets of the country. But again, it's really cool to speak Irish. Well, there's a radio station now. There's a television station Gaelic. in Irish. My mother spent several nights in prison fighting for the Irish language. When I was a child, there were no Irish programs on television. My mother said, I'm paying a television license. Unless my children can watch Irish programs, I'm not paying my television license. Good woman. So good still, for your mom. And good good for us. Good for my yeah. generation. Yes. <laughs> Thank goodness. You know. I'm impressed when I go to Ireland, when I watch TV in Dublin and I see some show in the evening and here's the equivalent of a pop star, which is a traditional musician. The next day I go out to Doolin and he's performing in a little pub. And that's the accessibility of it, this small island. You're on TV one moment and then you're out in a village Absolutely. pub. Just from a practical travel point of view, uh, Dara and Kathy, you think of Doolin, Dingle, Ennis, Galloway. Where are the meccas for traditional music in Ireland? I think you've named a load of them there. Ennis, Belfast also. Belfast, Belfast has a great traditional Irish music scene. Absolutely, nice. 100%. Lots of great musicians live but there. But would you be going to an orange? Would you go to a, a green pub or an orange pub? Well, they'd be mostly Catholic, but there are a lot Catholic of Protestants pubs, playing yeah. trad music as well. An One awful thing I'll lot say about Dingle, and I mean, obviously I'm biased because I'm from there, but obviously oh, being Dingle from is... Dingle, I'm huge into the Irish scene and I'm big into Irish music. And there's one reason why Dingle is particularly famous for Irish music or particularly why it stands out is because musicians are paid better in Dingle, which is a major factor. If you go because to Dublin, 
I'm, I'm not so sure if it's because it's mm-hmm. yours, but I guess because there's more of a culture. You probably mm-hmm. have 20 internationally known musicians all living, working, or from. We got to say, yes. Dingle is an amazing creature it's because it's a tiny town with must be 10 pubs that are famous for live music, and you can walk the circle every night and enjoy live, every night quality music. So, just a quick review: Dingle is a famous tourist destination, my favorite town. Lots of music there. Doolin on the west is famous. It's an, almost a crossroads, but it has some great pubs. Ennis, Ennis is out fabulous. by Galway. Great Ennis. Galway yeah. I found very nice. And, of course, Dublin and, and Belfast, if you know where to go. So yes. anybody planning a trip to Ireland, those would be places where you look for music. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking Irish folk music, talking with Dara Herlihy and Kathy Ryan. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And Dave's calling in from Winston-Salem in North Carolina. Hi, Dave. Thanks for your call. Hello, Rick, and uh, my wife and I have both had the pleasure of having a local music society that has brought a lot of Irish musicians in the past. I've had many years of being exposed to people like Andy Irvin and the Bothy Band, and uh, so we we very much enjoy that. And one of the things we wanted to ask, though, is uh, do you just sort of blunder in there and uh, sit down, or I mean, what are a great question? We forgot to mention Dublin as well. Dublin is a great, great town for music, especially the Temple Bar area. If I may take that one, yeah, you just blunder in. (laughs) Um, You just walk into a pub and you sit down, and I think a group who are actually yeah, gently, like, yeah, don't go bashing into the session. And if you know the music, the people playing the music know that they're being respected. And it makes it more of a magic night, you know. And you, you don't go over to them when they're finished with the tune and say, oh, that's a great song. Do you know Danny Boy? Like, <laughs> that would be the absolute wrong thing to do. But I think that if you go into any pub uh, where there's music and sit down and listen and throw up a request for a song or a tune, if you know it, if you've been listening to Annie Irvine, you must know loads of tunes and songs. Yeah, uh, there have been many wonderful tunes that uh, we would enjoy hearing. Is there a, a way, a good way, other than uh, probably sort of social media, which I'm not too adept at, to finding out, you know, who's playing when, where, when you get to these towns, or just sort of start asking? When, you, when, you, when you get to anywhere, I mean, if you get to Dingle, you go to your local music store, they're going to know exactly what's happening. And mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. when you get to Dublin, go to your local hotel, and they will always know what's happening, particularly in the, in the, the larger tourist areas. When you get to Doolin, you've got two bars. It's a simple question that you ask people. Um, your local taxi driver, you'd be amazed how much information you get from the locals. I mean, one of you just got to be heads up. That's good travel. I was, even Absolutely. in Scotland, I, yeah. I found that you just ask at the hotel or you walk down the street and you, you listen. And if you're in one place that's famous for music and it's just not happening, go to the next step place. outside, no. find another. Yeah. Because sometimes a place that's famous for the music will have a dull evening and a hotel that rarely does, it'll have a great session going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Uh, so you need to be on the, on the ball and kind of flexible. Hey, Dave, thanks for your call. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dave. I am so excited about reminding people you are so welcome when you step into a pub. And if you are just grab a beer, play the boot or whatever you call it when you're tapping your foot, or you can play the 10 pence coins, or you can uh, just sit along and, and uh, enjoy What I enjoy often find, and people sometimes get offended by this, is they pop in and they have their five string with them and they, they're ready to join a session. But if you're in a town like Dingle, and, and sometimes yeah. you, you can't be offended because these are highly paid musicians that yeah. are there for an organized evening, and their job is to drive the gig and to make sure everybody in the room is enjoying themselves. So sometimes they can be a little bit slow to let you join until nice. they know your level. Now, you can have a thriving, rockin', traditional Irish evening, and all of a sudden the mood changes, and there's a sort of a, a magic that descends on things, and it's time for a lament. Kathy, mm. can you explain what is the lament all about? Because I just find it chillingly beautiful. 
Laments really, um, I think Ireland uh, for centuries was a country that couldn't really express its sorrow, and it was expressed through song. Even at funerals and wakes, there would be keening women who would come and sing um, at the one who was deceased, sing of all their great deeds, their bad characteristics, all of it, and the chorus would be achon, achon, oh. But a lament is really a crying out for someone who's gone, uh, and it could also be for a way of life that's gone. But it's a true expression of sorrow, and it allows everybody in the room to feel that pain. Um, one of the things I love about Irish traditional singing, it's an art that conceals its artfulness. The best Shanlos, old-style singers in a community are not necessarily wonderful singers. They may sing below the pitch or above the pitch, but they take you somewhere. They take you out of the room. You nailed it. I was trying to put my finger on what is so magic about being in an Irish pub for a lament, and it's the past and present right now at the same time. It's usually a cappella, right? There's no other yes. instruments. It's a single singing tradition, except on Tory Island off of Donegal, okay. where there's group singing, but it's not harmony singing. Is it a singing. man or a woman, or usually a woman? A man woman? or a woman. Can you just one... one um, I'll sing a bit of the Lament of the Three Marys, which would be uh, one of the great Auron Moor, a big songs. Honic mayer poly in Lord Norwich. Oh, I have no idea what the words were, but I'm just so touched by that song. That was Gaelic, right? It was an Irish. Uh, yeah. An Irish. Uh, a lament can be English or an Irish? Yes, it can be both, but most of the great laments, the Aaron Moor, yeah. are in Irish. That particular song uh, is uh, the Lament of the Three Marys. It's about the day that Christ was crucified. Mary can't find him, and she goes to Peter the Apostle, and yeah. that's the verse I was just singing. And she says, Have you seen my bright love, McGraw-Gal? And he says yes, and he's amongst his enemies. So she calls to her two friends, the Marys, the two Marys, and asks them to join her to find him because she hasn't his bones to keen him. And she finds him, they find him together, and they approach him, and she can't believe that it's her child. He's so transformed by pain. And she says, are you my son? And he says, hush, little mother, don't be sorrowful. And she says, your cross is too heavy for you. Let me carry it. I'm your mother. And he says, no, little mother. We each must carry our own cross. So there's a real message that people can take today. That's the, that's the beautiful thing about Ireland. Irish people are so close to their history. It's like they lived the famine or they lived the great immigration or they yes. lived the, the atrocities of Cromwell or, or whatever. And in all those sorrows, you find some piece of life that bit of life, that bit of wisdom that tells you we each must carry our own cross. And that hope? Yes, and it is. It's about living. Kathy and Dara, it is my hope that travelers, when they go to Ireland, can get away from the commercialness and the shrillness and experience the musical dimension of your beautiful culture. Thank you so much for being here, and, and best wishes with your music. Thank you very Thank much, you. Rick. 
Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. His classic, Europe Through the Back Door, teaches the skills of smart travel. At Rick Steves' online travel store, you'll also find guidebooks for London, England, Great Britain, Scotland and Ireland. To learn more about Rick's guidebooks for this region and beyond, visit the travel store at ricksteves.com.